Lift up your Bibles and you say this after me. Lord Jesus, influence me this morning. Holy Spirit, release your word. And this word is going to bless us. It's going to minister to us. It's going to take us to new level in intimacy with you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Alright, so one of the things I'm going to share today is a journey that we've been going as Papa's house, as a family. Maybe a year ago, we started declaring a few things what God put in our hearts. One of the things we started declaring was uh, in regards uh, to how to host the presence of the King of Glory. And uh, for days we would take, uh, every day we would come, even now we do this before you guys come, we will take some time, we go before the presence of God, we do a prophetic act by kneeling down and we read the Psalms 24. And uh, we meditate on the Psalms, we chew on the Psalms, but we also felt in our hearts to personalize the Psalms. So today my topic is very simple. And it's basically called inviting or hosting the presence of the King of Glory. I'm going to give you some points how to expect uh, and how do we invite him, how do we prepare ourselves. And then what I would love to do is, which is something God has put in our heart, is to impart this knowledge uh, in a way that it will go deeper in your system. So, Okay, hosting the king of glory. So what we're going to do now, we're going to read, it's only 10 scriptures. I'm going to read from New American Standard Version because the, I've went through so many translations and uh, this is the one I believe it fits where we are at. Uh, we're going to read up all of us louder and then once we finish reading, it's only 10 verses. And then we will come back and we will uh, discuss some of the few points. The earth is the Lord's and all it contains, the world and those dwell in it. For he has founded it upon the seas and established upon the rivers. Who may ascend into the hill of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? He who has a clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul to falsehood or has not sworn deceitfully. He shall receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from God of his salvation. This is a generation of those who seek him, who seek your face, even Jacob. Lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up, O ancient doors, that the king of glory may come in. Who is the king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O gates, Lift them up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. This psalm is written by David. The scholars say David wrote this psalm when he realized the Ark of the Covenant was in Obed-Edom. This is a place when he kept it there because... It was captured by the Philistines, but then the Philistines were losing their battles. They thought, okay, it's because of the ark. So they put it on the bullock cart and they sent it and uh, they were trying to bring it. And David tried to uh, take this and suddenly one guy touched it and uh, he died instantly. This is the history. And then what happened? He didn't want to go anywhere. So he left it there in Obed Edom for three months and God started blessing that place. And during that time, he realized he started building a tabernacle for the ark to be, be, be 
placed there and during the time he writes this song that's why you have the ill of the lord and you talks about clean hands and pure heart and we will talk about it but as he wrote this he also prophesied about the coming messiah so that's why i always say this bible has 40 writers but one author and his name is holy spirit old testament is new testament concealed new testament is old testament revealed so they don't contradict one another they work together because they have only one author his name is holy spirit so as david was writing maybe he he i believe he was inspired by the holy spirit but as he was writing the psalm it's very poetic in his nature as he was writing he foreshadowed what's going to happen about jesus entering into the city and this is the beautiful psalm and it talks about the prophecy of christ and the gospel the church carries to host the presence of god so we're going to go into details i have five simple points to remember it's very simple to remember how we can host the presence of the living god how we can be the mobile carriers or as a city how we can welcome the king of glory because believe it or not each city as a spiritual domination as a spiritual dimension why because that's how it is designed each city as an influence you go to bangalore it's a culture you can see uh, it's, it's it's a city where you feel the need to buy more things luxury comes more common you go to bombay for example the sense of busyness 24 hours doesn't exist enough for you you go to delhi you you feel the amount of pressure to perform because there is a political spirit there you you go to varanasi there is a sense of hopelessness because it's everywhere around you there is spirit of death so vellur also has a spiritual uh, spirit it's one is called the me and my wife on the other day we were seeking the lord along with the school of the holy spirit the lord said this original design of the city is to bring hope but many people come in sick and they feel hopeless you know and it is a city of healing it is a city of education it is a city and that's why you have those things but if you and me are not tapping into the original design of the city what happens is enemy will influence that so here we are looking at few things one of the things we are looking at how can we prepare ourselves to invite the king of glory to come and it's not coming and visiting and then go back but comes and takes residence in our midst that's what we are looking at so there are five things i want to focus on the first one i want to focus on is god is sovereign if you're taking notes you can take notes god is sovereign look at this verse the earth is the lord's and all it contains and i have a hard time when people say this world is lost brother this world belongs to the devil you know they quote even first corinthians 4:4 they say you know the god of this age has blinded the eyes of the mankind let me tell you devil is no match for god 
devil is no match for god no amount of darkness is equal to the presence of god no amount what we have used in our mindset is the religious spirit that emphasized and magnified the amount of darkness and made us not to realize who lives in us we have the creator of heaven and earth the bible says by his words the word means ruah when he spoke things came into existence so first thing we need to understand god is sovereign that tells me one thing what is my application god is in control of my life amen that means i may go through challenges someone said this maybe there is storm around you but when you know god is sovereign the storm is not in you amen are are we are we learning something so god is sovereign that means this world people sometimes say oh i don't think in india will ever change i have heard that people say india i don't think it will ever change or maybe people in in this culture this traffic will always be like this i refuse to believe this because there is a sovereign god it can happen so i think first thing is that's what the lord wants us to if we are going to host the presence of the king of glory to come we're going to believe the earth is the lord let's contextualize earth we are in vellur the vellur is the lord and all it contains the vellur and those who dwell in vellur amen think about it vellur is the lords it doesn't belong to cmc it doesn't belong to vat it doesn't belong to dmk admk it doesn't belong to any real estate bnb it belongs to the lord amen can you say this the vellur belongs to the lord bagayam belongs to the lord moonjurpet belongs to the lord pangalathan belongs to the lord nelvai kutrod belongs to adukambarai belongs to the lord if you believe this what happens the next verse everybody who live in vellur and those who dwell in it belongs to the lord so there is no sacred secular world view religion teaches us in the ad 160 when constantine came to know and he kind of messed up he 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 want to please his congregation the greeks they had zeus and everything and he, he encountered so he made a religion out of it and he said okay you know what sunday we all going to come and gather and worship so and they put sunday as the holy day monday to friday you can do whatever sunday is the holy day that's how sacred secular came in it was never sacred secular and by the way sunday was not the worship day we know that it was just after the the religion kicked in we come to realize that sunday became a very holy day which is never true sunday was not the holy day but if you look from the perspective of the kingdom vellur 800000 people live in vellur the district of vellur has got 4.9 million people belongs to who amen it doesn't belong to any spiritual domination it doesn't belong to any other world views it belongs to the lord he created he spoke so that means it's not just the 4.9 tamilian who lives here it's also the migrant population city of vellur is a melting pot look at us uh, probably 
me and Dr. Ivan is the only Vellurians, I guess. The rest is all from, from different parts. And that's how we are. This is a melting pot. So I think in we, when we see Vellur, it's not just the structures. We are seeing what is the city capable of. This city is capable of healing the nation. This city is capable of educating people. That's why we are here. So if we tap into the original design of God, it's easy to speak it out over the city. So that's the first one. The Vellur is the Lord's. Can we say this? Today we're going to do a lot of exercise. Okay. So if you have never ate breakfast, I'm sorry, but if you have breakfast, it's good. So you open your mouth, you can share. The Vellur is the Lord's. And all it contains. The Vellur and those who dwell in Vellur. Okay, so you can contextualize to your own city, like Kotayam, you know, Kotarakara, or, you know, somewhere in, you know, in Odisha, Raukala, that's the only city I know of. And, uh, and you, can, you can contextualize your own cities, but this is what it is. God is sovereign. Number two, this is my second point. God's invitation to go after his presence. Where do we read this? Here. Who may ascend to the hill of the Lord, who may stand before his presence. That's the, that's the invitation. That is an invitation. And then God says that invitation has also a requirement. That leads me to the third point. I'll explain to you two and three together. The third one is God's requirement to enter into his presence. One, God is sovereign. Number two, God is inviting us to come into his presence. Number three, God is requiring us, in other words, preparing us to enter in his presence. What is the preparation? It says, he who has a clean hands and a pure heart. If you take, if you have a paper Bible, circle that word clean and pure. Clean hands, people can see you are good. That's your external actions. You know, if I go and serve food to the homeless, people say, wow, you are a good person. You are sacrificially giving. That's clean hands. What is a pure heart? Internal motivations. Nobody knows the internal motivations. I can smile. I can say praise the Lord sister. But inside I am bitter. Nobody knows. See religion focuses on external modifications. Kingdom focuses on heart transformation. That's why God highlights both of them together. He doesn't despise externals, but he also focuses on the internals. That's why it says, he who has a clean hand and a pure heart, and then it explains a little bit. That's why we chose to stick with this version, NASB, which is one of the closest to the original translation of Hebrew, who has not lifted up his soul to falsehood. The word soul is not written in other translations. Soul. What is a soul? Soul is a mind, emotions and a willpower. Ability to think, ability to feel and ability to make decisions. The center of the soul is the will. With the will, what you think, you make decision out of it. What you feel, you make decision out of it. That's what it's called soul. Look at this verse from that perspective. Who has not lifted up his soul to falsehood and to sworn deceitfully. What is falsehood? To speak what you think and to swear what you feel. 
Hebrews 4:12 it says the word of god is like a double edged sword you know the scripture a double edged sword rightly dividing between the soul and the spirit what does that mean he when holy spirit comes inside of you he doesn't just you know just take his presence in your heart he helps you in such a way that you can now divide or choose to live from what you think or what you feel or what the spirit thinks and what the spirit feels amen you see holy spirit that time we are reading this when the holy spirit was not in us this was the old testament holy spirit comes do a specific job and leaves but he was writing prophetically that's why i say it's inspired by the holy spirit he inspired by the holy spirit he says who has not lifted up his soul what do you do when you lift up his soul you say i am good enough i can fix this my mind says this my heart says this so i am going to do this that's what many times we do that right even christians we do this i know what the spirit says but my heart i feel this my mind says this so i'm going to do this so who can enter into the presence of god was not lifted up his own culture but yielded to the kingdom culture amen are are we learning something here so what is the first one god is sovereign if god is sovereign god is in control over my life the second one god's invitation what is the invitation to enter and host the presence of the king of glory it is an invitation for all of us there is only one requirement what is that we don't lift up our soul against the will of god so that means our soul yields to the spirit of god that is not just on sunday i i want you to get this it's every single day in your life every single day that you yield to the presence of god every single day you ask i i remember when i was very big the holy spirit one day talked to me very humorously he said charles i know i know you are praying before you eat but you never prayed what you should eat and that's kind of a wake up call for me i always prayed oh bless this food bless the hands who prepared it we never pray the feet who prepared it you know somehow we we have that religious prayer no but he, i never prayed oh, should i eat this and that's been my turning point like okay should i need to pray now should i put this junk in my body there are three kinds of food superfood junk food poison poison you die immediately junk food you die slowly superfood helps you to live amen the same thing bible is a superfood junk food is when you listen to gossip or prayer requests and and the poison is when you fall straight right out of what god has not called you to live so what is that first one the first one is god is sovereign second one is god is inviting us to go after his presence number 3 god's requirement to enter in his presence clean hands that's your external actions pure heart that's your internal motivation number 4 god's reward what is a god's reward we will read this year it's very simple he will receive blessing from the lord righteousness from god is salvation circle that word blessing righteousness 
these two are key important i will explain the blessings later but righteousness what is righteousness right standing with god that means you and me can never get approval by our own works before god no matter how hard you pray how fast you pray how long you pray how deep you pray how hard you pray you can be crying but you can still be lying you know sometimes people say oh he is crying maybe he is is broken heart no not everyone who cries is truthful some people cry because they got caught some people cry because it's the guilt now everybody is going to look at them and say oh shame on you not everyone who cries is a contrite spirit hello so the holy spirit is saying the one who is righteous before god is i made him righteous that means he comes agreeing with him not lifting his soul to his own ways yielding his soul to my will him i will make her i will make righteous that means right standing with god let me tell you this you and me are never going to please with our own sacrifices god never going to happen that's why righteousness is right standing with god there are two big words bible uses this justification and sanctification what is justification you can never pay it that's why god gives you a clean sheet that's called justification what is sanctification after he gives you a clean sheet you make sure that is clean see i fall into a mud and you rescue me you wash me out give me a new t-shirt okay fine now it's my job to keep you myself clean you gave me a new shirt that's called justification but it is my job to make myself that's why by grace we received salvation but you got to work out your salvation it's very important sometimes people don't understand this they say ah oh, you know grace brother i'm just living when was the last time jesus on the name of grace made sin when was the last time jesus said oh grace peter let's go flirt around with girls because he lived when he was 30 years old you know he never bible never records there was a moment jesus took grace for granted so righteousness means right standing with god of his salvation and they will receive blessing what is a blessing blessing is not material it is material but it is not only material blessing the first sign of blessed person is the peace what is peace it's not the beauty page in peace the first sign of blessing is the shalom which word which recently we came to realize the word shalom means the one that breaks the chaos so every time there is chaos that means god's blessing is not there so you you are called to breathe the blessings of god so i am called to breathe the blessing of god over my family i am called to breathe the blessing of god over this church you are called to breathe the blessing of god around your community you are called to breathe the blessings of god over your family situation so when there is a chaos when there is a situation you check your heart where are you yes clean hands pure heart now you say god i speak the blessings of yours shalom of yours that breaks the chaos that overrides the chaos i may go through storm but that storm is not in me amen okay that's why i wrote down here 
we fight from victory we talked about it we fight from favor we fight from the finished work on the cross and it leads me to the fifth one which is where i want to dwell here for a quite a long time you know for number one god is sovereign number two god's invitation to go after his presence and god's requirement number three to enter his presence number four god's reward but he doesn't want to just give us reward he wants to take us little step deeper and that's what god's desire number five god's desire to visit our city and that's where we read the remaining scriptures it says who he is the king of glory the lord strong and mighty the lord mighty in battle lift up your heads so now god is saying lift up your heads if you are in condemnation you can't lift it up if you are in shame you cannot lift it up if you are in your own messed up world you can't lift it up but god says now that your hands are clean your hearts are pure now you are blessed now you are righteous standing with me you received my salvation lift up your heads look at me amen look at this lift up your heads you gates be lifted up who ancient doors that the king of glory may come in who is the king of glory the lord strong and mighty the lord mighty in battle the word lord in english i think we doesn't make any sense because we kind of say that as a normal word but the word lord basically means he the one who owns my life so somebody when they say the lord the person actually who says is actually a slave who says that not just a servant what is a slave john macarthur says slave is someone who's completely owned by somebody else slave does not own anything slave is possessed by someone else with that context read again lord strong almighty the lord mighty in battles that means my battle is god's battle my victory is god's victory why i am not owning anything he owns me that's why in the kingdom and the religion two different words religion gives you private ownership this is my ministry my stuff in kingdom there is no private ownership it's only corporate stewardness we don't possess anything this building this ministry nothing we own anything nothing nothing belongs to us all we have is divine access faithful in the little he gives us more amen are we are we understanding you know so in the religion tells you oh yes it's mine god has given you it's your right that's why they have this vain philosophy or theology versus you have to claim it brother you have to claim it you know and i remember this story of this little boy he goes to his mom and he says mama i need a bicycle mama said pray he prayed he looked he don't know how to pray he turned the television on uh, the the guy was praying like this in the name of jesus i claim it so he thought he should claim it so he went to his room he said in jesus name i claim it in jesus name i claim it for a whole week he claimed nothing happened so he got so frustrated he goes to his mom again mom i need my bicycle mom said keep praying i'm not going to give 
so he turned off the television on and he saw another guy he says it's not my will you will be done so he thought maybe you should do that he goes to his room and he says not my will but you will be done not my will you will be done the whole week gone nothing happened so he got so frustrated goes mom mom i claimed i said not my will you will be done nothing worked what should i do give me my bicycle buy me one mama said keep praying so he came up with his own idea he saw on the kitchen st- counter mama had a little statue of mary he took that statue of mary went to his room closed the door closed the windows put it under the bed and he said jesus if you want to see your mother again and and i guess that's what religion teaches you right you got to do something to grab but when we understand kingdom kingdom is not about grabbing kingdom is about divine access it's about access you faithful in the little you trust you more you faithful in the little you trust you more you know and and that's the something god has been challenging us also so not to hold on you know when people say who started this ministry of course god used us to start to go to the nations all those things but we never say this is ours you know in fact our goal in 10 years when it grows we want to multiply and create a leader and and then they will take over so we can move to the next level that even yesterday we were processing that in 10 years we want to lay the leadership to somebody else and move forward you know why because when you hold on to things all you have is things but when you hold on to god everything belongs to him amen and and i want you to think about it in that kingdom perspective that's what here it says who is the king of glory the lord strong and unmeted lord means he owns everything i have access that means his victory is my victory amen and then it keeps on saying again lift up your heads o gates lift them up o ancient doors that the king of glory may come in who is the king of glory the lord of hosts he is the king of glory i want to pause here and i want to give you maybe few thoughts maybe few proposals suggestions how do we host the king of glory the king of glory never comes into your place where you feel it's yours your right to own this place if you give him 100% permission he comes but if he comes if you say to him yeah you can come here and you can do your stuff so i can be blessed no 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 actually king of glory to invite him actually requires us to walk in his ways to prepare ourselves that's why david if you look at i i, I don't have time to go into the details we are running out of time if you read second samuel chapter 6 you read the whole place david says as he was bringing the ark there was lots of sacrifices he was doing so that every step when he brought the bible says he slaughtered so many cows you know that's why they call it a holy cow you know they slaughtered so many of them so that they can be you know the sacrifices can be accepted the ark of the covenant can take place we no need to do that the ultimate sacrifice jesus has done but are we coming under his lordship are we saying lord i don't own anything you possess everything i want you to come take over and it starts first with us 
when i say church it starts with us my personal life then it starts with my family is he welcome in my family is there a conversation that he is not welcome and i have done it i, I you know i have blown it up i am not saying i am perfect but i am saying every time when when he is not welcome we are not giving him the access amen so i want to challenge us to think in such a way the first thing i this is the first proposal make sure your heart is right that every time that you are in a conversation you are in a people where god has a permanent access to come he doesn't say oh charles is busy now because he's hanging out with his friends you know charles is hanging out and doing some stuff so i cannot visit no that's the first thing number 2 i believe there is a sense of unity god is calling us not uniformity unity what is unity unity means i embrace your difference but more than i see your difference i see the christ who lives in you that's called unity the uniformity says no 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 you have short hair i have long hair no matching that's the religion talks us right because we are comparing ourselves with externals that's not the way the king of glory can show up the king of glory can show up when we say okay put away the differences you have christ i have christ let's come together and i have made in my heart to bless the ministries around in vellur and there are a lot of ministries good friends of mine like collins aft you know zion uh, emmanuel and some of them are good friends of mine these they are good friends of mine i and i bless them god and one day the holy spirit said you want to bless them in such a way that you want to be blessed and it's a, honestly it's a tough tough answer tough question to answer because you want to be blessed and i remember i had issues in my heart and i said lord yes i submit that i want you to bless them even more you know why because i if the the whole jeremiah 29 we take only one verse and we say the lord has a plan for you plan to prosper you future and hope but the whole context it says plant vineyards build cities pray for the prosperity when the city blessed you are also blessed amen i don't think one church one papa's house can change vellore we need the body of christ come together in unity amen and that's something we are planning 2020 love vellore we want to bring the body of christ together celebrate many i mean i'll share the vision a little bit in future you know we're going to celebrate every 3 months once a focus and we want to bring the different ministers together pray bless because john 17 says this is how the world will know they are your my disciple when they are one as i am one with you you know and i guess we missed that point right we kind of emphasize my ministry your ministry i am better you are better my job is better my 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 church the worship is better we may have different styles there are some places i naturally my style of worship is not there there are some places naturally the way pastor preaches it's not my style but doesn't mean christ is different amen if we start embracing christ we will look focus 
less on Christianity. That's what E. Stanley Jones says. Focus on Christ, kingdom grows. Focus on Christianity, religion grows. Let's focus on Christ. Let's focus on Christ. Let's look at Christ in everyone. You know, a guy may be going to a Methodist church or a, you know, don't say, ah man, these guys are very, you know, don't speak negative of them. I remember one pastor telling me, I went to the church, the worship leader makes us to sleep. It's a pastor complaining about another pastor in the same, I won't mention the names. If I tell you, you might know this, guys. And imagine, if we are talking bad about others, the world outside, 800,000 people, not 80,000 Christians are there out of 800,000 in Vellur. If 80,000 complain about one another, how can we receive the king of glory? Amen. So the first one is to make sure your heart is right. Number two, make sure you work in unity. And, and, and I think I can give you one more proposal is celebrate the diversity in others. Don't tolerate it. Just because they are different, it doesn't mean they are wrong. Religion has taught us you can only celebrate when they belong to you, behave in certain way, speak in certain way. No, that's religious mind. No, celebrate. They worship God differently. I remember being first time in LA to teach along with my wife. The school that I was taught, I was invited to speak is the skaters. And all of them have tattoos from the head to the toe. And their pants are actually weared here. You know, so it's, it can fall any time, their pants. They're walking with the tattoos and everything. And, and the first or second day, I can't remember, I, I felt in my heart to give them an invitation to be filled with the Holy Spirit. There were 21 students there. All the 21 got filled with the Holy Spirit. And I was thinking, first of all, my religion mind says, do they know Jesus? How can Jesus fill this cup? You know, because I'm going with my well-formed t-shirt and my pressed pants and, you know, taken care very well. And the Holy Spirit said, Charles, you are so focused on what they don't have, but I see something they have. Available heart. Available heart. We can carry everything well, nice, you know, like white and white. I don't know why I wear white today. But, but but my heart can be deceitful. I want to challenge us. Don't look at the differences. Look at the beauty of Christ in each one of them. And start celebrating that. Whatever you don't celebrate, you can only tolerate. But when you start celebrating it, the King of Glory will come. So I want you to make a prophetic statement. This is what we do every single day. Every single week, this is what we do in Papa's house. We have been doing this for the past one year. And I never felt to share this publicly. This is my first time I am sharing this publicly. And, and why I shared this? Because I want you to think where we are going as a city. And one of the things God said, you are not pastoring just a church. You are pastoring a city. When I pastor a city, other pastor is equally valued for me. Amen. Another believer comes and tells about other pastor. I don't want to sit in the gossip. Amen. I don't know about how they see me. That's up to God and them. But I am not going to go 
and gossip about others. I'm not going to go talk bad about others because I want to see the king of glory visits Vellur. I want to see Vellur will create a dominoes effect. You know, there are 300 B category cities in India. Do you know that? The A category cities are only 10. Chennai, Bangalore, Calcutta, Delhi, Bombay, Vaishakapatnam, Hyderabad, Cochin, Trivandrum. These are these are A category cities. Right? But there are B category cities, more than 300 of them. Nagpur, Nasik, Vellur, Salem, Coimbatore. The B category cities are anywhere from population of 1 million under to 3 million under. 300 cities are there. That means those cities are hardly touched. It's like virgin cities. Imagine those cities, king of glory comes. This is one of those B category cities. Imagine Vellur becomes a dominoes effect. The king of glory comes and it creates a dominoes effect. It created a dominoes effect in Redding, California and it is going around the world. It touching the different parts of the cities in America. The same king of glory can visit Amen. The word God gave us Habuk, complete turnaround. It can happen. But we have to prepare ourselves. Clean hands, externally. Pure heart or motivation. Not tolerating others. Not backbiting. Embracing. See the, diff- see the good things in others. You know, trying to see Christ in others. Not Christianity in others. Religion teaches you to find Christianity in others. Kingdom teaches you to find Christ in others. Let's see Christ in others and expect the King of Glory to come. Amen. So I want you to do one thing. And we're going to do a little prophetic act. Because you are all in Vellur, you can do it in your own time. Put your own city's name. You know. But I want you to, wherever there is earth, you put the name Vellur. Okay. This is your city. Are you excited? Yes? Okay. So, wherever there is Vellur, where the world, earth, world, you founded it. You see, Vellur and established it, Vellur. And you, you just speak that out. Alright? This is what we've been doing for more than a year. We kneel down every single Sunday. We kneel down, we go before the Lord and we say, God, do this upon our lives. We say, King of glory, come. Who is the King of glory? My son also comes. That time we used to meet there, no, 8 o'clock. So we used to get up at 6 and we all pray. And I'm not saying we are doing way holy or something. Our heart is striving towards the unity of this body of Christ. If we are divided, King of glory will not come. We may have moments of revival, but that's it. I'm a believer of transformation. People call me and say, run a crusade, I'll pay you money. I said, no. If you want to invest long term, day in, day out, day in, day out, the God willing, by December, we will print out the book on parables. We are teaching. So it's going to spread. Why? Because people can learn. I am believing day in, day out. That's how we're going to transform. You cannot transform a city just like, that's why Bible calls us oaks of righteousness. That means it takes day in, day out, day in, day out. How many days? How many days you sat with Kritika? Day in, day out, day in, day out, speak out. 
and then yesterday or day before yesterday she wrote to me anna i got baptized with the holy spirit you know it's it's not the first thing it's not just one i do believe conferences all those things can help us boost but it can take us far but our consistent in the relationship with the lord so let's do a prophetic act are you ready yes i one requirement from you you need to open your mouth speak it louder okay the velur is the lords and all it contains the velur and all those dwell in velur for he has founded velur upon the seas and established velur upon the rivers who may ascend to the hill of the lord who may stand in his holy place he who has a clean hands and a pure heart who has not lifted up his soul to falsehood or not sworn deceitfully he shall receive blessing from the lord righteousness from the god of his salvation this is a generation of those who seek him who seek your face even jacob lift up your heads o gates of elur be lifted up o ancient doors of elur that the king of glory may come in who is the king of glory the lord strong and mighty the lord mighty in battle lift up your heads o gates of elur be lift them up O ancient doors of Elul the king of glory may come in who is the king of glory the lord of hosts he is the king of glory amen imagine this king of glory comes in imagine for a second i believe this is what i believe you may call it you know i live in a utopian world if the king of glory comes in religion will die in the city denominations will die in the city my believer your believer will die i am praying one day it's it's happened in the church history in spokane this happened the the governor of spokane declared the healings most healed city in america because people started praying and the sickness ran away imagine one sunday in every 3 months all churches gather together in big 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 cinema theaters have live screens worship the lord no pastor no welcome basket no big pastor nothing all all churches regardless catholic baptist now everybody you take all the big big auditoriums churches gather everywhere you put big screens just worship the lord one sunday sharing communion think about it the power of unity Amen. No one need to preach. No one need to come and share. No one need to stand on the Bible. Nothing. It's just you worshiping the King of Glory. Imagine the power of unity. Imagine that. Imagine that that in front of the fort, every three months once, all the churches come together. Just come. You wear your white. You wear your jeans. I wear my torn jeans. Come, King of Glory. I mean, bless one another. you know that's why the world doesn't want us to do this it keeps us divided focusing on christianity make a determine from now on i'm not going to focus on christianity i'm going to focus on christ amen i'm not going to focus on christianity lord i'm sorry i you know i don't know how we're going to do the application but i believe the application is this the holy spirit is reminding me if this is your heartbeat say god i'm sorry for so long focused on christianity i want to focus on christ 
So long I focused on the differences. But I found, I lost the focus, on, lost to fo- focus on the one who lives in them. The same God who lives in me lives in them. But I focused on the differences. I focused on the externals. And I missed out the core ingredient. Father, I am so sorry. Marandulakata. I believe there is no condemnation in Christ. But I also believe there is conviction in Christ. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Yes. Yes, Lord. King of glory, come. Visit my city. Visit my neighborhood. Visit my department. Visit my family. Visit my relatives. Visit my church. Visit my friend's church. Visit the churches that I know of. Visit my pastors. Visit my family friends.